When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Show your Dubland Podcast up your ear holes. Amazingly, the nervousness of me that I've ever seen. Did it make you feel better about yourself? He made me feel. No, Have you cancelled? He made me feel like I was getting into trouble. To be honest, you probably were. Tell us about that. That one time where. Um, do you have cans? I, do you need them? I don't need them. Do I need them? Do you want me to need them? Do no, it's fair if to you. I needed them because no. you gave out to me. There was a lot of fing- like hand gestures, There's a lot of finger gestures. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of like gesturing. Keep, keep of, your fingers to your own self. Of do things. I just gesture with my hands, kind of in general. There was that. So there was. What am I looking at here? I don't know. Episode five of the Dublin podcast, and hopefully. We're going to be verified on uh, iTunes. I, I nearly said Twitter. No, not on Twitter. Yeah, I don't iTunes. have enough people on Twitter to be verified. You don't need people. You can have like five people and get verified on Twitter. It's just a long, drawn out pain in the ass Are you process. verified on Twitter, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. What is your Twitter handle? Uh, PJ Gallagher. Is that it? That's pretty much it, Is yeah. it like PJ underscore Gallagher? No, it's... I just got P- in, at PJ Gallagher? Yeah, I got in the early days when there was no one else around, when nobody else had a stupid name like mine. I got in early. Well... You know? It's true. And then I sussed it. So it's good. I, I kind of, it's nice to be around. It's nice to be around at the dawning of the day of social networking. Right, yeah. Because you can use your own name. That's like true. Like in a few years, say in 10 years time, there's going to be... Twitter will be gone. Huh? Twitter will be gone. Ah, uh, might be gone. They said that about Bebo. Oh, in 10 years time on Bebo. Who well, Bebo's now? Well, I know both of them. So. Well, I was on Bebo, but I used to put up things like, oh, my mum won't let me go out and stuff on Bebo. No, yeah. that's a lie. I'm completely lying about my age. I was working in radio. Actually, I was working in radio when I was 14, so that makes no odds. Yeah, I want MySpace to come back. I love MySpace. I never got MySpace. I l- absolutely love my MySpace. MySpace was the place you went... It was a space. On, so- on social networking. On social. social networking. Right. Where you met people you actually really got on with. Facebook is where you learn to hate your best friend. That's what Facebook is. Showing off, stupid bitch. Isn't it though? Who cares? Yes. Uh, um, Happy best day ever. 5,000 likes uh, or God will commit this baby to, Yeah. you know, So, see, c- can we talk about this? Because here's something I'm kind of a little bit uncomfortable with. So, temporarily on Facebook, you could change your Facebook to, to the French, flag. French flag, which you did. I didn't. Oh, did you not? No, and I didn't. And I didn't either. And I had a conversation with Joey on, on Saturday night, because like, I was, de- like, everybody's devastated about Paris and everyone's devastated about what's happening across the world. But I kind of just felt that me changing my profile picture on Facebook really wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't change anything. I, I feel the way I feel about Paris, but me changing my Facebook, is that... I don't know, and I don't know whether it's wrong to say. I don't know. I, I've heard two arguments on it, and I agree with both of them. So I really don't know what's right or wrong, or if it doesn't really matter either way. The I argument I've heard for it is, look, it's just yeah a thing. 
Yeah. Facebook enabled it. It was really simple. You click a button and then worldwide support and anybody gets on and they know that there's this outpouring of, you know, support from people that just sort of says, yeah, we, we're behind you yeah. and, and these guys are animals and that's the crack and we definitely don't support any of that and no, sympathies with you not. more than anything else. And then the other argument is it's such a hollow gesture and it's so easy to do that it actually stops people from doing real things to help. Like I donate just, to the French Red Cross. Or, this is it. To me, I was just a bit like I'll make a donation or I'll do something that way. And But I have no problem with anybody changing their yeah. profile picture. But I just, I saw so many negative comments by people who didn't and I kind of was a bit like, yeah, I don't understand. Oh yeah, I, the argument is that it's it promotes slacktivism. That's, that's what that. it is. So not doing anything. So slacktivism means you do something that makes absolutely no difference. For instance, saying a prayer. And then that means that you say... If you, you don't believe in God. What? So to, to somebody who doesn't believe that prayers change anything, you think that they're not doing anything. Well, but it, someone who believes in God would say, believe that saying a prayer would help. Yeah. Trust just, me. Just to... It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't help. There's See, that's slacktivism. That's the very definition of slacktivism, where you can, you know, you can get up and do something, send a few quid, uh, or you can just change your profile religion. pic, yeah. say a prayer, and then say, well, it's the least I could do. And you're like, that's right. That is literally the least Why don't you, could you just do. donate? Donate to the French Red exactly, Cross donate. or do something like that. And that's why they say it's dangerous to change that the whole French profile pic thing is slacktivism. It promotes, it makes people feel like they've done something when they've actually done nothing. Now, I don't actually necessarily agree with this. It's just, it's a good argument for it. The other argument is, it's a gesture. Now, get over yourself and don't think too much about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Which is equally as good what as What I'm gesture. doing right now, isn't but it? But that Paris thing, man. And then the other thing oh. is, the other thing is people say, oh, but you, fucking, you didn't care about the Russian people what was killed in the plane. No. And you don't care about the all the people that was killed in Iraq and Beirut. And yeah, I do care. But I don't have personal points of reference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would care more about members of my family if they were killed than, you know, somebody that I can see through the window right now, for instance. It's just I have personal points of reference. I've been to Paris and I've sat there yeah. at a roadside cafe and I've had coffee and I've, I've eaten you a baguette. We, we see it's, it's all very tangible because you could have been that person. You could it be that could person. happen in and Dublin or... Yeah, and that's what terrifying. it is. terrifying. It's, it's so it's terrifying. terrifying. And it's that's so why terrifying. it feels I have more of a connection to it than any of those other ones. And I think that's fine. And what and, I, and that's, that feels normal to me. I don't feel like I should feel guilty because I don't feel extraordinarily bad about everybody that's ever been killed with violence over the years. No, it's something... It's, it's when something hits home, it's like the Berkeley incident that happened during the, the year like that literally cut me in half like I, we were in Portugal when it happened and I was devastated for these six kids and that lost their lives and for seven kids who were injured and um, as it turned out I knew one yeah, of them you, Jack Halpin yeah, I knew Jack connection. but Jeez. before we even knew that Jack was injured I was just devastated because we've all been there we've all done a J1 and when you're going on a J1 or you're going away to America for that amazing adventure it's like for a girl don't come back pregnant. Don't get arrested. And, th and you know, they're the things. But these kids never came home. And it's the tangible thing. And with Paris, for me, it was just, it was one of those, and which will be one of those things of where were you? And on Friday night, I was absolutely exhausted. I fell asleep early. And as I was falling asleep, Joey just happened to say, Jesus, there's actually been somebody shot in Paris. There's something going on in Paris. Yeah. And when I woke up in the middle of the night or whatever time it was, Joey went, like, there's been a massacre. Like, there's, there's 100 people dead. And I was like... What are, yeah. you, what are you talking about? Like, I know, and then like the next, what? and then it's like by the hour, it's like no, there's 108, 110, then you just 120, get into 127, 129, yeah. 
And he just gets roped it into it. It just gets worse and worse and it just unfolded worse and worse and you kind of Saturday was just that we were getting ready. I felt so, and I know it sounds like that, the cliche thing to say, but on Saturday, I genuinely have never felt like as blessed in my life. On Saturday, I packed a bag. I went away to the Heritage in Kilnard where we got married. We celebrated our wedding anniversary. My son was safe in his grandparents' house and I just kind of went, we're blessed. Yeah, for sure. Do you know? I know, yeah. I didn't change my profile picture, but I, you know... I'm like everybody, but I have, we have to say on the oh, one of the things that stood out most about Paris, Kay Burley. Oh yeah, yeah, that was amazing. The tweet of uh, she she took a picture of, the, of a sad the dog. dog, and uh, then said, you know, after the I can't I can see the sadness in his eyes. Yeah, hashtag sadness in his eyes. <laughs> no, it's hashtag Paris attacks, and you can see the sadness in his eyes. To, like, but that in itself, the the stuff that people, you know, the light and the dark in such a, a chronic, horrendous, terrifyingly so sad situation. She put that up, and people were like, "Kay, it was amazing." He doesn't know what a terrorist is. I know, but know. she lit it up. She yeah. lit. It, she made us all laugh again. Yeah. And I have to say, and nobody's brought this up, and I think it's it's not very fair. The dog did look sad. The dog was sad about something. And he is on the site of a place that was attacked. Yeah. She, I mean, she did catch... The dog is not happy. Now, whether the dog is not happy because he hasn't had a rub, hasn't yeah. had a meal... Or, or he senses, a, well, you're all into dogs. They, they know when sad things happen. They know when sad things happen. Yeah. So as bad as the tweet was and as ill-advised as the tweet was, and yeah, as funny as the tweet was, yeah. there's something wrong with that dog. <laughs> There's something no, and nobody's care, nobody's addressed that nobody has said okay enough with the laughter but what the fuck is actually wrong with that dog because that dog I have dogs and I tell you one hey, thing hey Garson are you okay yeah as I, the dog's not sad for what she said but there was sadness in his eyes he was having a shit day whatever was wrong with that dog there was something wrong with that dog uh, that's all I'm saying and I will say about the Paris attacks it, it, this has been something that just drives me mad I see these things and it makes me think when do you fucking ask yourself the question what's the question do you think I may, might be the bad guy like when you know you're putting on your your bomb vest and a balaclava, and you're loading up an AK forty seven, and you're looking at your buddy going, "Now you're sure this is the right thing to do, yeah?" And he's like, "Definitely, you're sure now, yeah. This is the right." Now it's women and children and men having a glass of wine and innocence, we're, and we're gonna blow up a rock concert full of lads. They don't know who we are. They've never. You're. I'm just, I don't. No I don't want to be pedantic there. about this, but are you sure? This is a good idea. Are you sure we're not the bad guys? And then you, they go, no, 100%. 100% we're the good guys in this situation. That, what is wrong with your fucking brain? That, and therein lies the problem. That you can't accept. I mean, it's the definition of fanaticism, isn't it? It's that you literally have no doubt. Evil. It's just, there's no, there's no comprehension of that. Like we talked a couple of weeks ago about the Dublin Fire Brigade and the fact of, you know, people, are t- and I kind of was like, you're scumbags or whatever. But there's absolutely no definition for the f- how unbelievably evil you are or to, to go and do that. Yeah, I don't. And then know you're going to blow, blow yourself up. I know, yeah. For for whatever stupid fucking reason. And my we normally do a hero of the week. Yeah. Hero of the week for me this week Paris. is the Irish guy in Paris. Oh yeah. Who these guys walk into uh I, I can't remember the name of the venue, Bad Bat, what's it called? 
Bacalan. Bacalan or Bataclan or whatever Bacalan, it is. Yeah. And they walk in and they open fire. And this, an Irish guy, he gets wounded really badly in his leg, puts himself in front of his girlfriend. Mm. So he takes the bullets. He just wants to save the person he loves, save, save her life. Like, And he's lying down on top of her. He takes more bullets. He's really badly wounded. And he doesn't want anyone to know his name. No. Like he's just an anonymous guy that's doing what he thinks he's what cr- is the right thing. He's critically ill. And what uh, is the right thing? That's like, the thing. He's he's still fighting for his life and this podcast we record this Tuesday and it goes live Wednesday and that's that's 24 hours that we don't know. That we don't know if anyone by the time anyone hears this he might be dead. Exactly. And or according to these well. wankers he's the infidel. He's yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. He's the he's the guy that deserves to be dead. Him yeah. and his girlfriend and all those other people he's the guy that deserves to be dead. Like I just can't. I just there's can't no comprehension for it. Get my head and around. we will never comprehend. Fanaticism it. is just an amazing thing. It comes down to if you really, honestly, one hundred percent think you're right, mm. you can be absolutely sure you're fucking wrong. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. In good news. Yes. Ding, today's ding, the ding. first day gay people can get married to I each know, other. I know, amazing. Uh, there's already been a gay marriage has happened today. There was loads day. of them. No, the first, like this morning. No, I know there's been loads of them today, but I mean, as in I the know. very first person they've been, it's done. Like they're celebrating right now. I as know. The, yeah. As the day goes through. Isn't there? There was a part of me though that just kind of couldn't help laughing today because it's the first day. Like as of midnight last night, it was absolutely. Let's go. Equal rights for everybody. Thank God, about time this country's grown up so much. Probably the most memorable event of my lifetime politically was that referendum going through with mm-hmm. such a resounding oh, it. Will be. And then you see, like six o'clock the next morning, they're queuing up to get married. And you're like, no, no, don't rush into it. It's like, you want to think about this? Now listen, <laughs> us straight folks been doing this for years, and, and maybe you should observe what. <laughs> Statistics. You're like, hold on a minute now. Do you think you can do a better? <laughs> yeah, they haven't brought in gay divorce yet. Yeah. So if I was you, for a I would take it easy because we need another referendum to Actually, make sure we can bail you out of this so shit. How, how does that stand? Because it's like, wasn't it? You have to be separated like four or six years now or something, isn't it, to get divorced? So I how, think so. How does that? Is it exactly the same across the board now? So that, like, if they decide. I don't, I honestly, I don't know. I guess it is. I hope it is. I hope it's just, it's all the same. So you get married, you want to get divorced. uh, Then it's grand. You know, it takes the same amount of time. But then it takes so long to get divorced. Like, six years. You have to be legally separated. So many, so many, like as in your paperwork has to be through with a solicitor and that all has to happen. And then from... You have to prove you just don't love each other. (laughs) Because actually you have to prove it. You have to say, here's the remote controller smashed. Yeah. The last time. Here's and, here's all my stuff. And here's all my gear. Yeah. There's you know, a refuse sack full of pornographic magazines that I've been using to annihilate myself as she won't touch me anymore. And here's my tears stained yeah, pillow. Here's the dog in tears because she doesn't know who to be living with. <laughs> no one ever talks about the dogs in the breakups, yeah, no, do they? Yeah, no, they never do. The tears that traumatise children. We have two Dysons. I mean, who would buy one of those if we weren't separated? You'd never buy two of them unless you were living in different homes. Things cost a fortune. I don't I don't know how it works, but look, it's it, best of luck, but congratulations. So there's good, very good news. Uh, this week and other good news as well. Uh, Friday night on TV3. Speaking of TV3, actually, before we talk about this, the 7 o'clock show, we need to talk about your poor plugging skills. I'm awful. Oh, my God. PJ's giving it the big, yeah, so I'll talk about the podcast on 7 o'clock show. And you literally went, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. I oh, know I didn't even say the what's, name of it. What's it called, PJ? Where can you find it? I said Nothing. your name and my name. Yeah, you said that I think that you're an idiot, which I didn't up until that point. But as the show progressed, 
I pretty much concurred. I was in the actual activity of being an idiot, so I just knew I might as well get it out there. Rather than have Suzanne text me later and say you're an idiot, I'll just do it for in front of the nation. No, actually, you sent me a message going, oh, I completely didn't work. I was like, so I tweeted then to say, our SoundCloud app is this, and hopefully we're going to be on iTunes, you idiot. So then I was like, he'll redeem himself because you were on with Paul McLoon, who was in for Anton Savage on Today FM. Yes. Third day. That was good. You were on for like 16 and a half minutes. Um, it got to, I think, about the 12th minute in and you talked about the podcast because they asked you about Justin Bieber's Mickey and they, which is brilliant. <laughs> Can I say the word Mickey on this? Well, you've done it. Yeah, well, there. you've said it now. You've said it now. We're getting along and I'm kind of going, it's it's 12 minutes in and he's referred, like the, Paul, the presenter, has referred to the podcast and PJ's referred to the podcast and they've referred to, the, and I'm going, if he doesn't say... Dublin podcast at least before it finishes but you redeemed yourself with Do you know four what it minutes was? to go I have an explanation for that go on because I was sitting there and they brought up the podcast and then you know the way radio stations can be really stuffy Yes. About mentioning other radio stations. Yeah. So they let me on other radio stations, but they always say you're not allowed to mention, mention the station you work for. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. I'd rather you didn't do that on the podcast as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, see what I mean? You see, this is it. So this is what happens. So you get people saying to you, yeah, you're Don't not allowed to it. Don't say it. You're not allowed to say it. So then the podcast came up and I was there going, oh, well, is this more of it then? Yeah. Am I allowed to mention? So we went to a break. Right. And during the break, I says, lads, can I actually say the name? Of it. And they says, oh yeah, knock yourself out. It's not competition. No. Well, listen, Today FM, it may not be yet. Maybe not now. But listen, with our it's... 138 listeners so yeah. far, last listen, you never know. See your quarter of a million listeners every half <laughs> hour. You can stick them in your hoo-ha. Yeah, exactly. Don't be threatened. <laughs> Don't be threatened no by need. us. We're coming for you. Because <laughs> there's nothing to be threatened about. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, but yeah, so you're, you, we need to work on those, your plugging skills, because they are... I know, yeah, yeah, they're very bad. They're rub, very bad. Rub, I might rubbish. be in trouble as well. I found out during the week I might be in serious trouble, like proper trouble. Because there was an article in The Independent during the week and it says and proves that having a really dark sense of humour shows it's, it's early forms of dementia. We are fucked. We're in serious shit. I did read that article. In fact, Ireland is in a really bad way. Some, I, yeah. <laughs> we probably are. We do have a dark, but some darker than others. I don't mean anything statistic, but we've quite a, like a, Weird. Everyone in Ireland has a dark sense of humour. Yeah. To a, the spar right next door to where we're sitting, right? Has spar, its wind- not spa, the spa. The spa. Spa. There's a, there's a spa where you can go and get your nails done <laughs> next door. It's actually spa. The spa right next door mm. had its window smashed. Did it? Uh, yeah, just, just last night. And Neve Mar, our buddy, went in. Yeah. And uh, she says, someone smashed your window. And he goes, yeah, and Alan says, who was it? And he said, Isis. That's the level of... Uh, Dark sense of humour you're dealing with in Dublin. And I, I call me a bad person, but I kind that made me laugh when that I heard about funny. it. So then you start going, right. I don't that's... know what to do when it comes to ISIS anymore. I don't know if, if you should laugh, if you shouldn't. Like, do you know what I mean? I just get like a panic snap. You're Irish, you've got a dark sense of humour. Most likely at the onset of dementia, you most definitely should laugh. Okay, it's just the way enough. it is. And we crack dark jokes to each other all the time. Ireland is we the very... funniest society ever when it comes to having a total two levels of humour. <laughs> So, in private, it's totally acceptable to be sexist, racist, homophobic, to the point that it's uncomfortable to be most places. That's true. You know, you can be all those things, but as soon as you, you know, talk to a newspaper or talk into a microphone or someone sticks a camera in your face, you're going to get in trouble. You're literally Mr. PC. Yeah, then you can't say anything. No, it's, I always find sometimes it's better to stay. Like, why, I don't have a view on that. It's sometimes not worth the backlash. I, it's... 
But isn't it stupid though? Because like when you're on telly or you're on radio and these things come, you can feel it crawling into you. <laughs> you can feel the, don't do anything stupid now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, breathe in. Take a break. Think about what's happening. Don't engage. Do and you start not. feeling yourself pulling away. But if I'm on stage in a comedy club, It'll just go. I would never care about any of that. It's yeah. like being in the room with you here. I can say anything I want to say. Yeah. You know, I can. Well, it's like the whole start of us talking about Paris and ISIS, and and the, I'll have a double take because of my radio head. I'll have a double take that'll go, shit. Should I edit that out? Should we not talk about that? Should I take that out? Yeah, I know, but it's just crazy because it's you talk the way everybody talks, and then yeah. as soon as you go, and it's like you have a responsibility as a public figure to not be the. I have I'm a responsibility glad. as a public figure to pay me rent. I'd, I'm not a public figure so I have fuck all responsibility you so are I'm a public safe. figure I'm not you are you're the face of this This. I'm just your one and actually my favourite thing about <laughs> oh yeah yeah you're just your one you're just the one that knows how all this shit works that's the only reason I'm here who has the professional experience that's the only reason I'm who, here who uh, knows how to make it happen it was like you know actually coming up with ideas for it you know it's um, like you're just your one this is why on the 7 o'clock show it made me laugh right because the picture they, they show you're talking about the, the podcast and didn't say Dublin but you're talking about the podcast and they put and you're like yeah I do it with Suzanne Kane and uh, giving me my full title at all times um, and they put up a picture of, of you and Joanne and separated at birth they did not yeah. <laughs> and I'm like no that's Joanne McNally uh, she definitely isn't on the podcast but you'll find your most you know Monday nights or whatever it is in Republic of Italy or else on stage and I have brown hair not red hair we don't look alike although we have squidgy noses and I'm not adopted. What I like about that story is uh, people are going around saying that's Suzanne came from a public telly. Yeah. And they'll be looking at you and going, that's how one does the Dublin podcast. Did you know that? So she, we're, she has the weekend show. Yeah. You're one who's on with him. Uh, so at all times, there should be my full title. Yeah, Suzanne Kane. Yeah. I'm never going to call you just Suzanne ever. It feels appropriate. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like if I was in court. You make me feel like I'm in court. Jesus, you know that's I, terrifying. I feel, I'd never just say... Now, come here, Harry. It's all been misunderstanding. I feel like your honour. Your honour. You know what I mean? I feel like you deserve your full title. Okay, That's all well, I'm saying. I'll bear that in mind, PJ Gallagher. It's Thanks. not a mark of disrespect. It's a mark of full respect. Uh, I had an absolute meltdown the other night. What you do now? Keeping things in perspective of what's going on in the world. Uh, UTV, Sunday night, delighted with life. I'm a celebrity. Joey thought there was an international incident after happening. There wasn't. It was just that I didn't find out who did the Bush Joker trial. So I tweeted them, right? But lots of other people tweeted them. But you know what about the Irish? I absolutely love what they put on Twitter. Because I'm not going to read out this person's handle of, of what they go under on Twitter. But it was, it just, I liked it and everything. Because it was just <laughs> the funniest ever. At UTV Ireland, what class of dipshits have you got in there? Well, I mean, that just sums up a mood of it. That just sums it up. I thought it was brilliant. It is brilliant. They get one show, one show that's not made 700 years ago. It's not a repeat. And they completely mess it up to the point that they just ignore that it ever happened on Twitter. They just continued. Just continued on. Like and it they, never happened. they cut the show to put on a repeat show. Yeah, to put on Graham Norton's that's repeat that we've all saw a couple of months ago. That's the funniest part about it. It's the whole Irish, thing. isn't it? I wonder why they, it's there. But they're Protestants. They're different. It's, uh, they're what different. did I tell you about religion? They're different. They're uh, different. It's, they, they would be mortified with that mistake. Uh, if that weren't. was RTE, they'd be there. <laughs> Yeah, you won't believe how he did. <laughs> but the Protestants would be like, somebody needs to answer that. They said they blame Belfast, which I think is dangerous, to be honest. They blame Belfast. Is that what they did? Word from Inside Track was it wasn't us, it was Belfast. I remember so. Patrick McDonald used to have this great routine uh, where he says if he started a business, he'd hire three Catholics and three Protestants. And he'd hire the three Protestants, you know, to do all the work and, you know, 
make sure things were done and done right and people got there in time and they'd hire the Catholics you know, to lighten the mood. Have a bit of crack, like. So we talked about you being on the 7 o'clock show. Have you seen the TV3 show, Toy Show is back again this year? I have, yeah. It's a woman, the Rose, what's her name? Maria. Maria. I don't know. You don't know. Stunning looking really. girl. And really nice. Comes across yeah, deadly well. She's like, she's so good. Like, she's deadly. I'm, um, re- I'm really Brian Armand. Listen, delighted for Brian. Do you know, like, in fairness to him, because he, he's in the press then, he can't get a gig. And there he is. Oh, man. That goes back like, to what we were talking about a couple of weeks people ago. People think they're minted. People see it. Yeah. I was buying a salad. Oh, Brian Armand, millionaire. Saw him once on RTE. I was buying a salad it's the other working. day. Buying a salad, right? Yeah. In Chopped in Fairview. Yeah, well, in fairness, you're doing all right if you're going to Chopped in Fairview. Go on, anyways. Seven euro. Right, nine with the juice. So I'm spending me <laughs> just under a tenner yeah. on me salad, which I do every day actually. I just because I'd rather cut my oh, hands really? off than use them to prepare a meal. Every right? day, well, yeah. for some, it is. Yeah, no it is. Oh, here. I was going to tell you a story about somebody doing that, and then you just jumped the gun and rammed my <laughs> own story down my neck before I even get to the punchline. I knew that was what was going to happen. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah, well, that's why I decided to ruin it. Imagine, I can't believe you're heckling me. Sorry. On our I own podcast, you're heckling me. But I'm at the, at the counter, and uh, a guy beside me goes, well, I thought you'd uh, be more like investing in a place like this than buying a salad out of a place like this. And they go, what do you think I do? And then he was totally fishing. Like, he just wanted to know. He was being so cheeky. He's there, so you live over down here. I was there, yeah, right behind us here, actually. And he's there. Oh, yeah. idiot telling him where you live. You own the house, you. do you? You own the house, what? do you? Yeah. I was there, now I rent the house. And he's there, oh, you do, do you? Yes, I would have thought you would have been owning the house. That's like he a was... lie, by the way. He has numerous properties offshore. Oh, come here. Onshore. I'm a baron. I'm a baron. Did you see what I built in the centre of the city? The bat cave and all. The mansion house they used to call it. It's called... It's just called Paddy's Gaff now. PJ's Gaff now. PJ's Gaff, yeah. There's Moving an old in. games room down the back. That's where they used to have the gigs. Just at the PlayStation set up. Yeah. I'll fire is my kitchen. Yeah, well, I'm going to actually move Chopped Fairview into it. You yeah, know, just into the kitchen. It's, it's all this money. I mean, I literally don't know what Isn't to do. Isn't that funny, though? People are just so, like, they do, they, they, they're they so presumptuous, but also they're just rude. Just like, they rude. believe that because you're a person, see, it's because you're a, a public figure. I don't get this. Um, But because you're a public figure, that they think that they instantly have some type of right to go, so, give us yeah. your bank card. How Let me you check your balance. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what's in my balance. Fuck all. Yeah, I've got uh, yeah. absolutely fuck <laughs> off in my balance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain because I don't do bad I do okay I can't complain but then I see no, people who've been out complain. of work for a while yeah, and then they get a gig it's a paying gig you'll take any job and while you like to get any job I had this my buddy John Lynn he's an actor and one of his really good friends same thing totally stony broke and mm. I mean stony absolute broke but a real good looking guy and he wanted to get a gig in movies and acting for years and years and years so he gets an audition he gets sent to an audition for a big movie in the States a surf movie right so what's the first thing an actor does? He gets a CV and he writes surfing on the bottom of it. Okay, because that's what actors do. They lie, right? Yeah, Dave McSavage recently wrote down horse rider on his uh, acting CV. They cast him, couldn't ride a horse. Turns up he gets the part. They had to train him to ride a fucking horse. Got because get, he didn't get the bullet, so that's good. Yeah, so he, yeah. Got the, he got the gig and that was it, right? So this mm-hmm. guy writes surfing. They fly him over to LA, right? He's on yes. Venice Beach. Nice. Now he's on Venice Beach. This is like one of those $300,000 a day crews. This is a proper yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, this ain't like... No, nah, yeah. it's like this is a proper Hollywood blockbuster it's not a summer project. movie, yeah. right? Uh, they say to him, first scene, get on your wetsuit, get surfboard that suits you. Like there's a selection of surfboards for this guy because they don't know which obviously, one he wants to use, yeah. you know, because he's obviously a half a surfer. professional. So he uh, suddenly dawns on him, he's never been in a surfboard before, right? 
So he, he gets the surfboard and he walks into the sea. And they're all like, they're just going to catch a few waves. We just want to see you catch a few waves for the opening sequence. You just got to move around a bit. Maybe five or six. When you see a flare go up, that's time to come back in. Right? So he, he, he got out of the sea. Up to waist height. And he jumps on the board and falls off the other side of it. Right? And then he stands back up and he's like, he realizes he's paddling. And he's not going anywhere for ages. He's just like moving his arms in the water. So he gets off the surfboard and starts to walk into the deep water. So he's like walking as the board's rising and the sea level's rising up to his neck. And he gets on the surfboard and gets completely wiped out. And he looks back and he just sees the crew. And like all these people looking at him and he starts to panic, like really panic. Gets up again, gets wiped out again. And then he says he swam the length of the beach, like lengthways, got out as far as he could and ran away. He ran. Are you kidding me? No, he ran away. He says he literally couldn't bear the humiliation of coming out of the sea, looking at the crew and saying, I don't know how to surf. So he ran away. And who rang you to say that you needed to go back to work? <laughs> I, I actually would love if that was my story. I will be honest with you. I would absolutely love if that was my story it's just not my story but it was just an amazing thing oh, to do it's so good it's so Irish yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's fight or flight though but see the Irish didn't usually blag it they go hash it how are it going to be yes, which is what Dave yeah. McSavage did he yeah. got this thing what's it called uh, it's on now the, the Bastard Executioner have you seen okay, The Bastard no. Executioner it's just been released in the States and McSavage he got a, this horse riding part right and all he had to do was jump on a horse and canter into a town, real medieval Easier stuff. Easier said than done. Yeah, jump off the horse, deliver a letter, and and a line. Says says some line. I don't know what the line. Is. Here's your letter. Here's your letter. Whatever. All right, horse. There's your letter. Right. <laughs> so he gets. Who's taking a horse to France? So he did three horse riding lessons. So he had literally learned to go hum, up and down and up and down and yeah, down. Nice and slow. No, that's where they go. Up and down and up and down and up and down and You know that way. And you think you have it, and then as yeah. soon as you breathe in, all of a sudden you're <laughs> slapping yeah. and you're at the wrong yeah. rhythm of the horse. That's all you knew how to do. Turns up, it's Carl Sutter who did Sons of Anarchy. Okay. And apparently he's a bit of a crazy man anyway, right, as a director. So, can you canter? Honestly, I wrote down a code on the CV. I have no idea how to canter. At least he was honest. Carl Sutter goes, well, what are we going to do? I'm not recasting and we're here with the crew. Gets your man to just slap the horse in the back of the arse and the horse canters off. And somehow, Max Savage stayed on and managed to slap the horse. Gets off. He said he was delighted. He said it was the most exhilarating experience of his life because he said he was so out of control. He was there. He was lucky the horse was a responsible horse. The horse was responsible. He obviously said he knew when he got off the horse. He said he made eye contact with the horse. responsible horse. He said he made eye contact with the horse and he said he could actually see the horse looking at him saying, I got this. You're all right. Tweet that, Kay Burley. (laughs) Sadness. Sadness in his eyes. eyes. Sadness. Um, My final story about that, we get to the TV3 toy show about Brian Norman getting the gig. Oh my God, sorry, I keep going off. I keep not letting you finish. It's it's just literally that I I thought about applying. For the toy show? Well, I mean, I'd never get the presenting role. um, But I just, you know, as a toy tester. I just thought I'd send in an audition tape like the rest of them, you know. Well, they're looking for kids between whatever age. But, you know, I just think, 35. I didn't think it's ageist. I could go on and show them how to use toys. I just didn't. And I, you know, I didn't get the nod. I'm a bit disappointed. So I'm, I'm at the moment. I'm toying between whether watching it or not. Do you see what toying? Uh, between watching it or not, because I don't know. I'm still yeah. bitter about the situation. Well, with gags like that and your toy experience, I mean, how could they resist? To be honest, there's still time. Call me. <laughs> Tweet me at Suzanne4FM. I'm available.
You're not toy show material though. No, probably. you're everything else material, but not toy show material. I probably you'd be a great toy show host. Like yeah, you'd be I a great do. host. I would. Because I'd you... say you're deadly with kids and all. Well, I have one, and I've ma- I've managed. My son is two, or is not two, he's one next week. So I oh, managed yeah. to keep him alive for a year. So that's good. So your son is literally half the age you thought he was. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, it's been a rough fifty-two weeks. It has been a rough fifty-two weeks. So anyway, there that's you go. what I like about you, though. You don't do this thing of saying. Uh, this I really enjoyed. This is why I, I think this is the first time I realized I'm really going to enjoy being in her company because you just break all the rules of being a mother. You do. Why? Because you don't do the whole thing. It is absolutely marvelous, and there's nothing in the world as beautiful as giving birth. And that (coughs) moment when I locked eyes with my son, I remember thinking this is the most un. Breakable connection of love that hit me. I said it to you, you must have been, and you were like, to be honest, now is a bit of a pain. I wouldn't do it again. He's one on the 24th of November. My son, my son is your son, yeah. For the first 12 weeks of his life, I felt like about two years. Like everyone goes, ah, hang tight. They're the most magical 52 weeks of your life, and they'll fly by. Liars. But that's what's nice though. I nearly went off the balcony. But it's nice to hear that. I don't mean because I'm glad you went through hell. What I'm saying (laughs) is, it's nice to hear somebody say, it's actually kind of shit, but it's worth it. Of course it it's is. It's nice to hear that. Like it makes, because so many people, I, and I've seen buddies of mine who've had kids and they starting to unravel because they feel like they're the only people that find it as tough as they yeah. find it. And then you sort of, you know, you get into your head. parents well, oh. lie. We're, we're, well, majority, I find a lot of parents are pathological liars because only that I have people quite close to me who are honest as well. Like, you know, they don't tell you about the day you bring home the baby and that like, you literally hit rock bottom and you're in an awful state because your hormones look crazy. And I rang one of my best mates and I was like, leave. She's like, you're okay. It's all right. Like, but they don't tell you those things. But then if you have someone honest if one of your mates will go you're alright you're not batshit crazy but why did they tell you that in the hospital like where did you have the baby uh, in the coom so in the coom did they turn around to you and say no you're gonna hear a lot of stories they're all lying bastards no they just let you they go here's your here's your child off you go home but they God should bless. do that shouldn't they no they do they should say listen everyone's talking do shit you, I don't think you so. gotta figure this out for your, you don't no, think I so think every, I think every parent uh, will, will just cope with it differently I think every parent will have different experiences because there's genuinely women I've spoken to who, who found having a baby the most magical experience of their entire life and the first year of their life magical or, you know them having a shit magical I just struggled with a lot of those things I didn't have postnatal depression but I struggled with how much my life changed it didn't matter how much we wanted Oisin it's still a struggle Yeah. so but you'll always get the pathological liar parents that go oh no my little angel have you seen him have you seen him he's amazing no he was tap dancing when he was four months and are they liars or are they just in complete denial? I think there's some parents who sugarcoat it. I think there's some parents that are in denial. I think there is some parents who just have perfectly charmed children. And then there's parents that are just honest and go for their situation. I'm just honest about my situation. And I have a good kid. Like I, you know, I, I know people whose kids don't sleep or scream all day or had really bad colic or yeah, all that's of those not things. You. And I didn't have any, I had a pretty placid little man. But still at that, I was still, I was the one with the colic. Oh, Joey! <laughs> yeah, so anyway. I don't know. Ones. I just think it's refreshing to hear. As someone who doesn't have kids and just you sees it dog, around me. though. They're a lot of work. Yeah, I know. But a dog is so much easier. Well, it is, obviously. You put your dog in the garden. You can't put your kid in the garden. You can't put your kid in the garden. Well, you can, but I mean... A dog they... becomes a teenager, boom, dead like a dog. <laughs> There's no time to be embarrassed of you. 
The poor. There's no college fees. There's no. Well, you could have a super intelligent dog. Yeah, I suppose you could, but he's never going to be a doctor. He's never going to disappoint you. He's never going to be he the thing. He will shit in the kitchen and disappoint you, so he, they'll dog him kind of like. You know, you like. can never get your son, for instance, and say, you might get someone else pregnant, so I'm going to cut your balls off. You can do that with a dog. I'm pretty sure they'd frowning bounce you doing that to yeah. the kid. Yeah. You can do that with your dog. You can say, you know something, this is a necessity. Yeah. The pounds are full of babies like you. I'm going <laughs> to cut your balls off. And it's a service to all of baby kind. It because can go in right away with no consequences <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. And you knock yourself out and you have the time of your life. You might not want to do it as much as you did today. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you can do it without consequence. Oh, look at you. Um, any, any, so anyway, look, the toy show I didn't get the nod. What is on your list for podcast talk today? Oh, par- this is parents again, though. This is going to annoy you. Because now parents are getting so protective in the States. Right. And I said this to you, I think, on our first ever yeah, podcast. We I said, they are going, health and safety people <laughs> are going to ruin humanity. Go on. They're going to put us in so much cotton wool. And I remember saying to you, I'm telling you, <laughs> we are within a year. It's coming. We are within a year. And I said, I'm calling it now. Right. They are going to invent a soccer helmet. That's how ridiculous the world is getting. Okay. And I remember saying that to you. And You're getting distracted. They've Go done on. it. They've invented the soccer helmet. They is are, it like a hurling helmet? It's no, it's like I well, okay, here's the true story. I got it wrong. They haven't invented the soccer helmet, but they've stopped kids from heading the ball. You're not allowed to head the ball anymore. But you're saying follow on from that is gonna be a helmet. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. They're going to make a helmet. So you're not allowed to head the ball anymore. Concussion. Let's be honest about concussion. I've had uh, over 20 concussions. Have you? Is it just because you fall down a lot? Because of motorcycle accidents and biking accidents. Oh, Jesus. Like, they're proper. It's RTAs. Yeah, and I got punched in the face a few times and knocked me out. Uh, And I'll tell you one thing about concussion. I got got punched in the face. (laughs) Yeah, a few times. Yeah, I did. You're a gig of shit. (laughs) 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 Make me laugh. Thankfully, I never got punched for not being... Although, I I was. (laughs) I did get punched for not being funny. That's true. A Russian man hit me. Jesus, don't bring the Russians into it. We'll be here all fucking I day. I swear to God, I was doing a gig in Le Cravan restaurant. And well, I was, there you go. Therein lies the problem. Yeah, I was standing at the service entrance. So I kept on to move out of the way of the waiting staff. As you were doing the as gig? As I was doing the gig. It was a ridiculous circumstance. And I was being so ignored by everybody in there that uh, eventually a guy was standing in front of me and I said, where are you from? And he said, Russia. And I said, well, if you don't sit down, I'm going to kick in the Bolsheviks. And he ran at me he got me in a headlock and he threw me over his dinner table and the gig was going so bad nobody noticed. <laughs> nobody noticed. And I landed on this like sort of a couch thing on the far side of the table and got up and brushed the food and wine off me and, I'll just leave. and just walked out the door and no one noticed. Did you not get paid? No. Oh Jesus. I'd I, at least be like that was 20 euro I think I got paid like you know later on I, oh, okay. I sent an invoice hoping for the best and yeah. I think they actually paid it because they would have had no idea that was I didn't was everybody just sloshed or they were hammered oh right okay and every time I do a punchline there was only one person that was watching and I was saying so I was complete dead air and just mumbling like bubble 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 and I do a punchline nothing <laughs> except for one person that kept shouting up mayo and that was it and then a Russian man Hit me in the head and threw me over his dinner table. So that was your. Con- he, it was a good punch. We got concussed from it. No, I don't. I wasn't concussed oh, okay. that time. Sorry, yeah. But uh, that was just because I. I made reference to. I got hit got for, hit, yeah. for telling shitty I jokes. Hear you. But then, yeah. But so I've had loads of concussions. Right. 
I'm going to say it now and I'm going to get in trouble over it. Go on. There's nothing funnier than a good concussion. Oh, Jesus. Concussion's funny. Now, I realise when it gets to the point that it becomes brain damage is not funny anymore. Yeah. But getting a football in the face and getting knocked out <laughs> is funny. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's, a, it's a YouTube. It's a viral yeah. clip. Right Watching now. your buddy run into a football post and get knocked out is funny. What? Watching your mates fall off bikes and... You know, that's a blokey cycling into trees. thing, isn't it? It's the, there is nothing in the world, and we try. I spent my life trying to make people laugh. There's nothing in the world funnier than an old person falling over and farting, <laughs> and a man falling over and getting concussion. And I'm sorry, it's funny. We sh- we need to not stop people getting. Well, concussions. I think what they're trying to do though is because I don't I don't believe a child hit, heading a ball is going to give them a concussion anyway. But I think what they're trying to do is is stop them getting like from a young age getting concussions all the way along. I don't think a head a ball is going to. Yeah, but the health and safety people have decided no more heading the football. Crazy Americans. You can't head the football in soccer. They've made a decision over there under eights or something like that. They're yeah, but that's get rid of the it. crazy Americans. The Americans are crazy. They do you are know what crazy, I mean? Like yeah. they're crazy. This like. is a country actually. Now that you say it, a country where you can buy an AK forty seven at Walmart, but if you head a football on the pitch, it can be sent home. And you can't buy a Kinder Egg. You can't buy a Kinder Egg. Can't buy the Kinder Eggs are banned in the in states because the they're dangerous. Because they're dangerous because you can choke on the little toy that's inside. So they're completely banned across the states. You can't buy a Kinder Egg. Like yeah, America. America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's another podcast done. Yeah, that's another one. In it's my been head, I'm pleasure. like, shit, how much editing do I need to take out of I this? don't know what you're going to do. How long have we been at? 51 minutes? Yeah. Oh, good luck with that. Sure, only have to carve off half it. <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. So, who's that man from Bonnie? <laughs> it's always a pleasure. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Your sweet party. <laughs>